Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. How are we getting so good at that? (laughs) All right, Caitlin, um, how about we start with you? Well, first, let's let's intro what this episode is going to be. Oh, okay. So we've done a few episodes of Memphis Type History, the podcast now, and we thought we'd take a little break this week from all the history talk and get to know each other a little bit more and let you get to know us a little bit more since we hope that we'll continue to be in your earbuds week by week. Um, so... Rebecca and I have come up with some questions to ask each other. We don't know what the questions are, and we will do our best to honestly answer them. And yeah, we hope you enjoy getting to know us a little bit, and um, we welcome the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. You can always email us, memphistypehistory at gmail.com. If you hear a question you like and want to answer it, shoot us an email with your answer. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to know you. Yeah, I'm scared. Let's go with the general so people get the, the big picture of who you are. Who are you, Caitlin? <laughs> like the general. What were the general questions you had? Like, how did you get to Memphis or what was it? <laughs> like, wow, I'm already stumped. That's not one, that's not one of my questions. <laughs> who I was am just I? Trying to get the... <laughs> Why am I alive? What is real? Do I exist? <laughs> All right. Uh, my general questions were, what brought you to Memphis? What do you do for a living? And how did we get connected? Yes. Go. Okay. I'll answer my own questions then. Oh, wait. Was I supposed to come up with three general? No, I'm just, I'm just Can messing I around. steal your... I'm copying They're for both yours. of us. I'll sh- I'm sharing them. <laughs> oh. They're for sharing. Thank you. You're so generous. So what brought me to Memphis? Um, I moved to Memphis after finishing uh, my graduate studies in French language and literature at Ole Miss, where I also went to undergrad. And... I moved to Memphis because my husband got a job with FedEx, as people do in Memphis, and uh, really loved it. Found out some interesting things early on. We were lucky enough to make the decision to move to Midtown uh, on the advice, yeah, on the advice of a friend of my mom's who is a Midtown-ish Memphian. I think uh, that's one reason we really love Memphis for sure is because we lived in that area, um, kind of in the heart of things, really loved it. Uh, Found out that we actually moved our first home in Memphis was on the street over from where my mom lived in Memphis at one, you know, one of the houses that she lived in. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So we lived on Evelyn and she lived on Nelson. Wow. Yeah. So one day we went and looked at her house. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Also found out that my mama and papa lived a couple streets down from our second home in Memphis. When they first married, they rented like a room in this house that is, yeah, it's on Southern, kind of near where the tunnels are. You can go under the railroad tracks. It's one of those houses. I think it now it's like boarded up and stuff. But yeah, come to find out first house was near where my mom used to live and second house was near where my grandparents used to live. Huh, that's cool. So have kind of a long family history with Memphis, I guess, and uh, ended up living there for about five years and really loved it. Still love it. So I live in Shanghai, China now. Uh, we moved here when my husband took a position with GNC, which you may know from the bodybuilders. We like to pump you up. Yeah. Are you talking about the SNL ones? 
No, I don't know. They Dana Carvey and I, I don't maybe oh. I like uh, GNC used to be like I mean I think bodybuilders still buy their stuff. It used to be like kind of for bodybuilders, I think. So they do like protein powders and stuff. But now it's like for everybody. And they have vitamins and minerals and all that. Not just the Sylvester Stallones and Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Yeah, not not just them. Anyway, so we um, moved to Shanghai. And so now I live in China. But every time we're back in the States, we do a little trip through Memphis and eat at our favorite restaurants and go see our favorite places and our favorite people. Um, so we're still, I'd say, pretty connected as much as you can be when you live on the other side of the world, I guess. Yeah. So... That's how I got to Memphis and how I left Memphis. And what do you do now? Is that what the, is that what the last question was? Yeah. What do you do for a living? Oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. So I am a brand strategist and designer uh, for entrepreneurs, community builders, and creative professionals. So I work with them on smart business strategy, marketing, and graphic design. Sounds good. Yeah. And now I have this uh, Memphis type history. It's been with me for a few years now. So now it's back to, I think, full-on side project again, which I'm really thankful for. All right. Yeah. Uh, the other one is how do we get connected? And I don't really know where to really start with that. I guess we could both answer that one. Yeah. Because we met through church. Mm-hmm. It was a small group and became friends. And you were really interested in starting your own business, yeah. Which was to help give artists exposure, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> and you came to me asking me what I thought because you knew that I was an artist and was looking to pursue more of the uh, hands-on studio art as opposed to graphic design, which is what I was kind of doing both of. And what you were also teaching me at that time. Yeah. I was teaching graphic design. Yeah. So we were kind of helping each other out. So worked together on that, which then turned into Memphis Type, which was became a book yeah. first and blog and now a podcast. Yeah. And here we are looking at each other virtually. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it's funny to me when I think about like when we first met and like we kind of started working on little things together in different ways and I don't know, it just kept growing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of art shows together. Yep. Did uh, panels, or at least one. Yeah. Some tours. We've had a we've had a good run of it. Yeah, and now we're jumping back in. So why don't we do? Why don't you tell why how you got to Memphis and what you do for a living, and then we'll do random questions. Okay. I got married at a very young age, and <laughs> from Texas. And as a wedding present, we were given two oxen and a carriage. And on our way up to the uh, East Coast, and just before we got there, our oxen got dynasty. Or, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> and we got the measles. Dysentery. But dysentery. Or what, <laughs> you know what I was talking about. You knew yes. it. Yes. But I'm like, in, the, in my, I'm like Rebecca on the organ trail right now in my mind. Yes. Organ trail just popped in my head. And I thought. Did you make sure, I feel like whenever I played, I always want to make sure I know salted bacon. Because <laughs> yes. I love bacon. Uh, who doesn't love bacon? That cures everything. Yeah. Even dysentery. 
Yes, I got to say all remember. And the measles. <laughs> but we made it just in time, and we lived, and we are here in Memphis now. Uh, we've been here since 2008, and we purchased a home because we loved it so much, and uh, we have two kids now. I say we, you, all of you. Oh, yeah, I did say I got married. I did. Uh, so I have a husband, two kids, uh, a dog that does not live with us, but we still love him. And we're here. What's the next question? I don't know yet, but I just want to say I have two cats that don't live with me. <gasps> oh. Yeah, we have something in common. <laughs> well, I can check up on your cats if you need. Well, they're in Chattanooga. Oh, that's far. They live with my brother. Yeah. But they have a good life. Good. It's better. It's a, it's a good life for them. It's better than them trying to make the trip over here. I think that'd be rough. Mm-hmm. So wait, do I, you want me to ask you questions or do you want to ask me questions? Uh, was there anything else, Emerson, how I got to Memphis? Oh, what you do for a living. Uh, oh. Yeah. I am currently an art director at a creative marketing agency called Hemline. We are on South Main. Love it there. It's great. I work with a, a great team of, of women who are just creative thinkers and doers, makers. I've been doing that for about a year and a half or so. And yeah. Cool. All right. On to questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, Kaylin, you ready for your questions? Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought, of, I thought about getting weird, but I was in a normal mood because I did this in my lunch hour. Good. I'm really bad on the spot, so I'm glad this will have editing. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of long pauses. <laughs> I think you're going to like this first one because I know that you listen to a lot of podcasts. You seem very familiar. So my first question is, what is your favorite podcast? Oh, man. Oh, that I was can't. tough. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. What's, just one. Okay. What's the one that what's one that comes to your, to mind All right. right away? I'm going to pull up my list of podcasts here, okay. which I was actually listening to before we jumped on oh. to talk. And make our podcast. And I'm going to tell you, like, my favorite in different categories because I listen to different categories of podcasts. Okay. And that's why I can't just pick one. So my favorite business podcast, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, is called Being Boss. Mm. I love that one. It's geared toward creative entrepreneurs. The girls that do it are really great. I've been listening since the beginning um, and they start out just like recording, basically recording their own like conversations between two friends running a business and like encouraging each other, giving each other ideas, that sort of thing. Uh, and it's just like they have the greatest guests. They do um, retreats and little trips and group vacations. And I went on one of those. And the community is really great. Um, and I've met some really great friends online through the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's a favorite. And then my favorite story-driven podcast, well, you always have This American Life, hmm. Undisputable. Uh, I also really like Radio Lab. Oh. That's another one. Heart melt. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then almost anything like Gimlet Media puts out I really like. Another like really up there favorite podcast all right, I'm just going to say two more. I was trying to do by categories, and I can't. I'm just going to say two more favorites. So another favorite is called My Favorite Murder, and it's Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff. They have been obsessed their whole lives, I guess, with murder stories and crime stories. And so 
they started this podcast where they tell each other the crazy murder story of the week. And it's really hilarious. And you probably either love it or hate it. But I really like it because uh, it makes me laugh a ton. And then, okay, and then my last favorite is called The Liturgist's Podcast. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like a, shoot, I don't even know how they describe themselves. Let me see if they say on the, if there's info. Sort of like a revolving cast of creators that take on topics through the perspective of science, art, and faith. Hmm. But it's mostly just two guys. This revolving thing has not been so much an aspect so much of their podcast lately, but... um. It's really good. Like, they have podcasts on suffering, ableism. It's really interesting. Race, uh, the multiverse, faith and music, faith and art. It's really interesting. Those are my favorite. That's That's my favorite podcast. (laughs) All of those. All of those are my favorite podcasts. Sounds like some good ones. (laughs) All right. Ready for number two? Yeah. What is something you can easily geek out about? Uh, business talk. Okay. For sure. I was starting to think podcast for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that too. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. I just, I just listen to them all day. I guess that's why I just have so many. I'd say probably business. I really like business uh, and marketing. And so I could really like geek out for a long time, especially if someone's like, Hey, I want to start this thing or grow this thing or do this thing. How should I go about it? I just love coming up with all the ideas and like figuring out what action would be needed to actually make it happen. And I just, I love that. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Three. Uh, how did, this isn't the question, but it sounded like, how do you pronounce, you don't say Shanghai, do you? What do you say? Either Shanghai or Shanghai. It's usually, yeah. Shanghai. Okay. I'm going to start saying Shanghai. For anybody who doesn't know this about Kaylin, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But you purchase art from every place you've lived at or traveled to. Is that right? Yes. Every place we've lived or if we've traveled there as like a vacation. If we just go for like a weekend or something, we probably don't get something. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, So my question is, have you purchased your Shanghai art yet? Have not. Mm. Come close. No, we haven't yet. We we really like to either wait till we see like a place we've lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll wait till we see something that feels really meaningful when we see it, or when we're ready to purchase, start looking into different artists if we don't already have some favorites and see whose work we'd like to collect. Yeah, and I don't know when we would do it. Maybe I have a feeling we might wait until we're maybe moving away or if we've been here long enough to have a style or an artist that we really want to collect a piece from. We did get a piece from our latest vacation. We went to Vietnam oh, wow. uh, for okay. about a week and we got a piece there. All right. I'll put a picture in the show notes. There you go. Show notes. Which will be memphistypehistory.com slash questions. Does that sound questions good with you? I like one word, one word links. Sounds good. MemphisTypeHistory.com slash questions. You can see a picture of my Vietnam art. Next one. Have you ever been a victim of believing in fake news? Ooh, I don't think I've been a victim, although I think if you believed it and didn't realize it, you did. It's kind of up to someone else to tell you. 
Yeah. But I do know that I've seen so many people posting things for the last while that just seemed questionable that I've started to look into everything before I share it or really dig into reading it to see if the information is corroborated by like some official source. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if I Google the news item and it's only like really partisan type links that come up, I just assume it's fake or it's not professionally reported on. So I don't really spend any more time on it. Um, and I try to look into everything before I share an article or something like that. I just started trying to make sure I always ask myself, is this true? And do the best I can to find out if it is before spreading it onward mm-hmm. or before taking it in and internalizing it. Yeah. So hopefully I haven't been a victim. Hopefully I've done that well. <laughs> yeah. It's it's tough, though. It, or it can be tough. That was so much of it. Or And it's more so like not so much – feel like a lot of the fake news you can tell in the link, you're like, oh, that's just a whatever kind of site. But the trickier thing is when people tell it to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's something someone tells you in conversation. That's a whole lot harder. You can't fact check it right, right there, right away. Yeah. And so it's harder to like not internalize it or to remember to fact check it later before you repeat it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five. Do you have a book that you'd be embarrassed to be seen with? Whether it was a gift or a guilty pleasure, hmm. you're too embarrassed to say it. No, I would say it if I could think of it. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> um, well, I read this really good book once, and I I think I probably, not embarrassed by it, but I don't think I would carry it around in public to read. <laughs> it's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. <laughs> And it's a really good book. Why? You don't strut that around everywhere you walk? No, I don't. But I highly recommend it. It's a really good book. But I think it feels a little bit like I might look super insecure if I'm out there reading it because I need (laughs) a book to tell me that I'm a badass. So I don't know. Uh, That would probably be way. That just means like you'd be getting high fives from people. Maybe. Because they'd want to join in on making you feel good. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't go out in public with it, so I don't know. Now's, now's the time, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, you need to just try it. Try that sucker out. See if you get some... Get some high fives. Uh-huh. Okay. Number six. What television show are you currently watching? Assuming everybody watches a television show. No, oh, man. Well, I'm watching more than one right now. Okay. What is it? I'm watching Mr. Selfridge. Hmm. It's a BBC series. Uh, I've been watching that while I'm working because I've been writing a lot of content lately for for work. And so it's kind of like a little treat to have a TV show playing um, while I'm writing. And I usually can get a lot done because it's sort of like I'm rewarding myself. Yeah. So I've been binging that. Kennedy, my husband and I are watching the last season of Hell on Wheels. It's a motorbike show. It is a show about, no, it's uh, some people back in the olden days after the Civil War building the first railroads. Oh, that sounds interesting. It is. It's really interesting. I have to shut my eyes and close my ears off a lot because it's kind of violent sometimes and I can't, I just can't take it. But it's really good storyline. It's an interesting show. Hmm. Um, So we're in the last season of that. 
And then the current show we're watching together is This Is Us. Oh, I keep hearing about that one. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. All right, I'm going to watch it. It's amazing. And then aside from that, I also watch, it's not like I watch a lot to me, but I also <laughs> watch, um, in odd moments, I will watch, you know, your typical, your Sherlock, your uh, The Prophet, watch that. Used to be a big Shark Tank watcher, but oh, I don't yeah. really watch it anymore. It's still good. I just had enough of it. Yeah, it's gotten repetitive to me. And uh, and I like Blackish a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. So I keep up with that. So those are some TV. I can never, you can't ask me to pick one thing. It's like, what's your favorite color? I can't. Oh, well, that's number seven. It's it's sunset. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm well, just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's sunset. It's not sunset. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, um, what does a day in Shanghai look like? Smoggy, foggy, polluted. Really? Right now. Can't see very far. No. Well, let me look. I have my window shut because I'm recording. Um, it's a little smoggy today, but it's been worse. What's you're, you're wearing short sleeves? Is it what's the temperature like? I think it's like high forties today, but it's basically the same as Memphis. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It feels a little colder to me because I'm outside more because I'm not going from like house to car to another building. I'm walking to the metro or I'm, you know, walking down the street for a while to somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's about the same. Um, what does a day look like for real? I mean, some days for me, I stay in the apartment and work. I might take a walk to go run an errand or grab coffee just to get out of the apartment. I live on the 15th floor, so the views are amazing. So it's not too bad to be inside. You know, maybe and then maybe go to dinner. Um, days where I maybe don't have quite such a long to-do list. You know, things you could do. You could go get breakfast on the street. Breakfast here is kind of like a big to-go, kind of a quick meal thing. So you could get a breakfast. It's like a bread dumpling kind of thing, a bun, really, Mm -hmm. breakfast bun, or some like a turnip cake. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to go try to try one this week. It's on my list to go get breakfast, try a turnip cake, and try um, another kind of like pancake snack. There are a lot of snacks on the road all the time that you could eat for breakfast or for snack. Uh, Sometimes, some days I'll go out to a coffee shop and work. Um, there's one I really like on a real busy street where a lot of people shop and eat. And it's great for people watching and looking at Shanghai fashion. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I see a lot like street style is real popular here. So that's really cool. And I like to kind of people watch and work in the big they have a huge window that they open on nice days. So it's all nice, fresh air. And then uh, it's still a big window if it's closed during winter. Um, so I like going there. And uh I don't know. You could do a little sightseeing, too, perhaps. Um, there's always something interesting or some interesting buildings to go look at or walking towards, something like that. Hmm. Sounds cool. Yeah, usually for dinner, I'll either cook something simple here or we'll order in. It's really easy to get delivery here. Uh, pretty much everything all the time can be delivered. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it makes it really tempting to not cook and just uh, order in. have food arrive. <laughs> so, yeah, huh. food arrives at the door a lot. Wow. Okay. I mean, my days here are not any more exciting necessarily than my days anywhere else have been. Hmm. If I go out to go grab coffee or a snack or something, it's definitely always something interesting happens or there's always something interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. This might be a tough one. If you could switch gears and easily change occupations, what would you be doing? Do I have to have the talent to do the occupation? Just be anything. You got the talent, skills for it. I would be a mid-level singer-songwriter. 
All right. Why mid-level? I mean, I wouldn't want to be, like, famous. Okay. But I would definitely prefer if people actually came to hear my music. So, like, maybe if I was going to perform somewhere, like, definitely people would come. But I'm not, like, a famous musician. Mm. Not mid-level in talent, like mid-level. <laughs> okay, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Since I can pick my talent level, I want to be top talent, but yes. only mid-level famous. Yes. <laughs> and I would play the guitar. That would be my instrument. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, this is kind of predictable. You have the ability to go back in time and ask anyone anything. Who and what is it? And, and don't feel like you only get this once in a lifetime. Like, you, you have the ability to go back in time and ask anyone anything. So what would an instance be where you would use that ability? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, why can I not answer this? Yeah. Is it because it's too, too broad? Like, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking, like, great mysteries of our time. Not of our time. Great mysteries of other times. And would I want to solve them or would I, so here's what I'd really like to ask, but I can't, I don't know who I would ask. Uh-huh. The thing I would most like to do is go back in time and have all the resources of today's time available to me in order to find out why my mammal's fudge recipe <laughs> stopped working properly. That's practical. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like at some point she would make it the same, but it was just different. It was still good, but it was different. So what we think is like the flour manufacturer, the butter manufacturer, like some ingredient changed. Oh, you, but did you, you know, and I, it sounds like you missed the fudge that was once there. Yeah, because it had a different it was a different texture than like normal fudge. It was not dry in a bad way, but it was more, it wasn't like super gooey. Yeah. And I just would like to eat <laughs> that fudge. And I even remember like they would always bring it whenever we, whenever they came to visit or whenever we went, they'd always have it. They'd always bring it in this like orange and green, real like, I guess, 60s, 70s Tupperware container. That sounds cool. That was super flat. And the little fudge pieces would be in there. So I'd like to go back in time but have all of today's resources and track down, you know, the head department of the flour company and the butter company and the chocolate company and ask them, have you changed anything? To solve the mystery of your mammal's fudge. Yeah. And try to, like, adjust the recipe so it could be the same hmm. today. That's what I would do. A little outside of the scope of your problem. Yeah, your I wasn't expecting that, but that's great. <laughs> It's either that or, like, ask Amelia Earhart. I don't know. But I don't even wonder. I don't really even care about that. I just was thinking of, like, what's a a famous mystery people would like to know. But really, I just want the fudge. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Last one. What do you miss most about or from Memphis? Oh, I miss the people, all my friends. Do you want, like, the real answer, though? Yeah. No, I really do. I really do mostly just miss the people. But um, if if like a Memphis-y thing, well, today I particularly miss Los Compadres because the Cuban menu. Yeah, because Kennedy and I used to go there for Valentine's Day. Oh, 
That's where we went for... Um, is it Valentine's Day right Valentine's now? Valentine's Day. Or was that yesterday for you? It was two days ago. Two days. Oh, okay. <laughs> as, of reco- as of recording this, Valentine's Day was two days ago. And so I was looking for a Cuban restaurant here because I thought it would be so fun if I could keep the tradition up. I c- there's not anything. Oh. So I'm particularly missing Los Compadres' Cuban menu at the moment. We don't really do anything for Valentine's Day, so that was sort of like our funny little tradition. For those of you that don't know, it's not like a fancy re- – it's just like a Mexican restaurant with a Cuban menu. It's nothing yeah. special. Oh, but it is special. I mean, it is, but like, yeah. But it's like on the corner of a regular plaza strip. <laughs> yeah. Like- I need to stop talking about it because I just want to eat it so bad right now. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> now I know. Now you know. Now I, I feel like I wish I could figure out that fudge for you. If you can't do that, you could just mail me a Cuban sandwich. I'd be or really pleased. Or I can mail you a Cuban sandwich. Probably won't taste the same. Don't mail it. FedEx it. That way it's fresher. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I think so. What was your favorite game to play as a kid? And it doesn't have to be like a board game or something. It could just be like, what was your favorite like playtime thing to do? Uh, I was a gamer. I played Super Nintendo constantly, and one game in particular, the basic was Tetris. I played Tetris a lot. But the one game that I was hooked on and felt like my heart was uh, in love with was A Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda. Hmm. Yeah, I see that smirk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Zelda fan. Do you still play? I could, but I don't. I don't have time to pick up the the game at all. Do you just get sucked in? But I found out that the the new Wii has a obviously there's Zelda game on that naturally, and there's part of me that's like I should get into that, and I'm like, no, that sucks your life away. I can't do that. If it's fun to you, your brain needs fun, right? I give you permission to suck your life away with a little bit of Zelda. <laughs> There is no time for that. Cool. Okay. A gamer. Yeah. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I particularly remember in second grade telling people I wanted to be a punk rocker, but that didn't happen. What What do you think inspired you to want to be a punk rocker? I thought I could sing. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I could see you as a punk rocker. Yeah, you know, wanted to crimp my hair all the time. We could go on tour together. I mean, I think later... Like, later in life, I wanted to be some kind of doctor, I think. But for the most part, that's what it was. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed it. All right. What is your guiltiest pleasure? Oh, okay. Um, honestly, this might make me sound out of, really out of touch with social stuff. But I don't know. I don't know what's considered embarrassing to call it a guilty pleasure. Right? It doesn't have to be embarrassing. It's like, what do you indulge in? Like, what's your indulgence? So, like, mine would be, I really like to take long showers. Uh-huh. Even though I still remember the Sesame Street episode where the little fish is in the pond and the little person is, like, brushing their teeth or something and letting the water run. And the water is just running out and running out of the little fish's lake until they barely have any water to swim in. But I still like to take long showers. Mm. that's a guilty pleasure okay 
I feel like that's like a common thing that people should know. And I feel like in awkward situations, I'm like admitting like, oh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure, I guess, because I totally like that. But I'm just blank. But it is also kind of late to so my brain stops functioning to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think of something, we'll come back to it. Otherwise, we may just have to omit that question. <laughs> yeah. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? I got that from the Proust questionnaire. Overrated virtue. Freshen up my vocabulary. What do you mean by that? I had to look up what the virtues were. Okay. And the virtues are practices that are supposed to keep you from falling into the seven deadly sins. Oh. The virtues are chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. And we're looking for the most overrated? Yeah. You could also just think of, like, someone who has, like, says, like, these are my morals that you think is overrated. What was what was the second and third virtue? The second and third were temperance and charity. Charity? I don't think I re- remember. So being giving, I guess? Mm-hmm. And temperance is just being uh, calm, I guess? I think it's being calm, but then, like, you know, the women's temperance movement was, like, against alcohol? So I guess being, like, calm and sober and maybe chill. I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to that one, then. Although if it's overrated, then that means people are always talking about it. Like, that's the one that you're supposed to be doing. I feel like that one could be the easiest to fall into judge, being judgy if you're mm. going by temperance. Because it's like, look at me. I'm making a point by showing my temperance, I guess. Mm. I know. I hate when people say that to me. All the time. All the time. Okay. What talent would you most like to have? If I could play a bunch of instruments, like a rock star. Not like a rock star, like rock star, but I mean like a level of a rock star. Like if I could play piano, like a Mozart or Beethoven. Yes. Wow. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Reaching high. I like it. I would do that. Here's an easy one. Thank you. <laughs> it wouldn't be easy for me, but it's easy for you. How do you know? Because it's a because it's what's your favorite food? Oh. And I would have like five. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm gonna say bread. I'm gonna stick with bread. I like that. What what type of bread would you really eat all day? Hey, this could also be your guilty pleasure bread. Really? Because I don't have a problem. Yeah. I don't have a problem eating bread at all. Uh, most people don't. That is the problem. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing. What would you choose? When I come back, am I aware of my previous life? Yes. I'm going to say yes. So I definitely wouldn't want to be like a stapler, you know, or something where you're like trapped in for life. But if you weren't, if you weren't aware of your previous life, that's what you would pick? (laughs) All right. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I might choose an animal that can fly just to see what that's like. Because I've always wondered how... Do they fly? Maybe I could be like a dinosaur. And then I get, you know, what dinosaurs really look like and how they really behaved. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So a lot of time travel as well involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because listen, if we're going to talk about dying and coming back, I better be able to pick what era I want to come back in. Fair, fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Where would you most like to live? 
I'm happy living in Memphis, although I still play with the idea of of living in Italy because I stayed there for a while and learned some Italian and I might be able to pick it up again or South America just to pick up Spanish. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'd visit you in Italy or South America. I'd visit you both places. Those are good places. Okay. Yeah. What's a done deal? Yeah. Go ahead. I'll go ahead and get moving. Uh, all right. What is your favorite Memphis building? I've always been entranced by the Sears Tower or the Sears Building. Um, not Sears Tower, it's Chicago. Uh, the Sears Building is fascinating because of how large it is. And to think about that being essentially Amazon Prime of today. Like that was a distribution center and they had all these shoots and that's what they were called, right? The shoots yeah. where they sent stuff out of. And it was what, like 10 football fields or something crazy like that? Yeah. it's The size? It's just massive. It feels as massive inside as it looks outside. Yeah. it's con- It just consumes you. Yeah. So I've been fascinated with it for as long as I saw it vacant. And then now to see that it's being rebuilt and it building that size, it's amazing to me that a project like that even happened where that could be renovated. And before it was, it was kind of creepy. So it's just amazing that we got to see something that was so creepy and a giant and eerie come to life to be this amazing, just something that's back to life. It's really cool. Do you remember when we went on the tour in there and we found all those keys that the lady giving the tour had not seen before? Yes. Yeah, Lisa Hume. What if those random keys belong to Ernest Stubblefield? <laughs> Thought you might be going there. <laughs> what if he lived in Crosstown? Maybe he lived in the Sears building and that cafe at the bottom, that coffee place. All right. Last question. If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? I would ask Oprah to come on so she could give me pointers on what to do. That was the first person that came to mind. But there, I mean, the list could go on. We talked about Dolly Parton. Oh, man. I'd be curious to see her. Yeah, it'd have to be a big one because, you know, you got to get the people to view. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that. I guess we got to know each other. (laughs) Sorry about my guilty pleasure. That's okay. I'm going with bread. Okay. I'm giving you bread for guilty pleasure and favorite food. I do eat a lot of bread. Yeah. I need to watch out because it makes my face big. But it's worth it. Life is short. Eat the bread. I guess I will. That's what I've been doing. All right. Are we ready to sign off? All right. I think so. All right. Today's show notes, memphistypehistory.com slash questions. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. 